This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 12 for the week of February 5th, 2006. Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Daisenshu ES podcast. I am your faithful host, Julian, and sitting to my proverbial left is Michael Lavrie, also known as Vegito-EX, or as I like to call him, Mikey. Aww. When have you ever called me that? That's what I Just call Just now. Oh. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh. All right, Don't. all right. And sitting to my proverbial, whichever direction I didn't already mention, is Mary. Hello, hello. What, what's my nickname? Mary. Oh, right. Mary. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, the whole, my name isn't Mary, it's Meredith, but I call myself Mary. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you forget about Sometimes that. Sometimes I forget my actual name. Yeah. <laughs> Julian anyway. is in Japan. Yeah, I, I'm still in a washitsu with tatami mat flooring and okay. paper over the windows. Good. But um, I didn't leave the Kyoto area this weekend. Last week I went to Hiroshima and took the Shinkansen and all that fancy stuff. This weekend I'm pretty much in the Kyoto area, in fact, kind of confined to the city of Uji. Not that there's a whole lot going on on the weekend. However, well, there is Setsubon, but the, that's the sort of dividing of the seasons between winter and spring, and they have some festival stuff. But most of the festivities were yesterday. And so I did go to Rozanji, a Buddhist temple, and Yoshida Jinja, which is a Shinto shrine, and beheld a number of things, like Oni, or people dressed as such, get uh, sort of prancing around and I like to dress Mock as hitting people with weapons. And, you like to put and, underwear you know, on your head and you're an Oni? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, dear. And, you know, getting pelted with beans. I don't like Oni that Oni wa soto fukuwachi. I can imagine. Anyway, let's stop talking about Mike dressing up as an Oni. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk and, about Dragon Ball news instead. Okay. Well, I won't get into the fancy fire thing that they have at Yoshida Jinja that I didn't get to see because if I had stayed for that, then the subways would stop running and I wouldn't be able to get back to my home state. Well, that's yet. okay because fire scares Oni with underwear on their head. We weren't going to be talking about that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into the news. This week, it's mostly video game related again. Shibudokai for the PlayStation Portable. PSP, we have screenshots now. Yay! Paikuhan versus Janemba. I'm a little fanboy and I go squee! Oh my god, is Janemba in this game? That's so totally cool! Janemba's hardcore. He goes, ay, 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 Oh, I've never seen movie 12. I thought he goes, Janemba, Janemba, Janemba. Not this Janemba. He goes, ay, ay, Oh, that's right. This Don't is post-transformation. I think my ears are bleeding. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Janemba, Paikuhan, Down in Hell. Movie 12's Hell, no less. Looks really sexy. With jelly beans. With jelly beans in the air. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Shin Budokai, which is the official Japanese name, and Shin is the true kanji, not new. This is a port, more or less, of Budokai 3 for the PlayStation 2, but it's got some enhancements, including extra characters like Paiku Han and <laughs> like Janemba. Paiku Han Janemba. <laughs> we don't know if there's going to be any more, but I don't know, probably not. I really have no idea. I don't have a PSP. I, I can might... just make stuff up. I'm going to say um, Garlic Jr.'s in the game. That'll be pretty awesome. Oh, great. Spread oh, no. <laughs> don't, You'll be covering please. your ass for weeks. <laughs> Alright. The game has a March 7th ish release date in the US that seems to be what's going around and Japan they're saying just kind of a rough spring I guess uh, I, I I do have the copy of V jump sitting somewhere off to the side but it's just out of reach with these headphones on that's and like, all right so it looks yeah. like they're going for a somewhat 
simultaneous release. Perhaps we'll get it a little bit before the Japanese release. We don't really know. We'll probably know when it comes out. Pretty much. Yeah, details have been pretty slim on this game ever since it was announced, and all we had was a title for a couple months, so I'm not expecting a whole lot of information about it until we actually can play it. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of games that we cannot play, Advance Adventure for the Game Boy Advance in the U.S. was pushed back yet again. They keep dangling this game in front of us going, Oh, you want this? You want this? Ha 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 No, you can't play this game. And I cry. Well, I don't, you know, yeah, you cry over video games quite often. Yeah, I do. But I don't get why this game keeps imagine. getting pushed back since it's been out in other countries for years and it's probably been translated for practically forever. So why? Yes, why the holdup? It's out. Oh, it, translated it is translated. Europe. It's got an official English translation that's on the European cartridge and everything. Yep. I think. Yep. That's right, right? Yes, it right. is. Okay, good. Did Steve do that translation? Um. It's pretty, pretty... a version of Steve's translation. Oh, I see. One of those deals. I think it's something like Die Mouse translation, but, <laughs> you know, it, it gets changed in the localization process. At one point which is... in time, they may or may not have read Steve's translation of the game's dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh, GameStop.com is reporting an April 6th release date, but as it's been pushed back at least twice now... I don't know. Just get the don't game. Bother it's waiting. awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, a, it's already out except here. Everywhere except here. <laughs> That's kind of funny that Europe got the game before us. When was the last time that has ever happened in the history of video games? That's very good question. Europe is like <laughs> the bastard son of video game releases. And I know we have a lot of European... I was going to say, you just uh, pissed <laughs> off a lot of your no, fans. <laughs> no, it's true. I know we have a lot of European listeners, and they're all going to agree, like, yeah, we get video games so long. Even hardware, they might get it six months to a year later after we do. Anyways, Who knows why? let's forget about <laughs> video games, and before we continue embarrassing everyone in Europe, let's talk about stuff in Japan. The Best Song Collection finally got some cover art this past week. This is oh, yes. the two-disc set coming out in Japan on the 22nd with uh, theme songs. We don't really know. We know the four main themes from the TV series will be on it, and there's still no track Prop- list. Probably the movies, but yeah, until we get a track list, we don't know for sure. Uh, the Japanese advertisements I've seen have been touting it as theme songs, but it's kind of hazy. The, um, the cover art has kind of a subtitle for the collection, calling it Legend of the Dragon World. And, oh no, um, it, it's more Englishy than that. It's Legend of Dragon World. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. god, you're right. It is Legend of Dragon World. That's awesome. You know, you always have to leave out a, a word <laughs> you when do. you're making good English. Special <laughs> particles or plurals or... You know, the things that make it... It's just enough to let you know that the person who's making the title is not a native English speaker, <laughs> and therefore the mistake is amusing rather than disheartening. Well, I like the cover <laughs> art. You got Goku up on Kintone, and you got Gohan, Goten, and Trunks all riding their dinosaur dragon things, and apparently there's trees in the They're background. in the jungle. I guess they are in the jungle. They're flying through the jungle over top some blue stripes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and stylish. there's a little there's a little capsule ship in the background that's from the end of the first Makofushige Adoventure. Yeah, and it's gonna get to shot down. Ball. They better be careful. The dragon's gonna fly yeah. into it. And yeah, the it. Dragon Ball is just gonna like fly directly through it and cause an engine failure. Okay, or you something. know, we're really over analyzing this art. <laughs> I think you're making your own fanfic based on this cover art. Let's move on. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> all right. Before we further embarrass not only all of Europe, but all of America on our behalf. Let's go into <laughs> our topic for the week. Our topic for this week is a character. Last week we talked about Trunks, 
but that was about music. This week we're going to talk about Bardock and his history and his implementation. I think that's a good word to describe it. It's a good Tencent word. It is a Tencent word. Maybe it's a 50 cent word if I use it enough. <laughs> oh god, no. <laughs> um... <laughs> this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> All right. The first thing that I think we want to address is this common misconception. People go around saying, oh, this is especially lately in fandom, and I don't know where this came from, but the whole Toriyama had nothing to do with the TV series. He didn't have anything to do with the filler. He didn't have anything to do with the movies. Those are canon. They suck. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Yes, he did. <laughs> Toriyama did a lot of character designs for all sorts of things, including the movies, and he also did a lot of consulting on filler stuff in the TV series. And GT. And GT. But GT is its whole other monster. A monster yes. it is. It is a monster. Yes, he did a lot of the initial design work for GT, but he left most of it to other people. Right. But he liked it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Bardock and Toriyama's role in the Bardock TV special and some other things. But there's also another person we should probably, I don't know, introduce. Nakatsuru Katsuyoshi, or Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru in English, because, you know, the flipping of the name order. Yes. But he was a major character designer for Dragon Ball Z, and he is known, especially in Japan, for being able to mimic Toriyama's art style so well that even Toriyama can't tell <laughs> if he drew it or not. <laughs> um, Did I draw that? No, you didn't. Yeah. So basically, after DBZ, he's gone on and worked on a lot of like Toriyama-style things, being like the lead character designer, I think, in the Dr. Slump revival, and just being a major force in general on... Basically, any officially toy animation released artwork. Yeah. Because Toriyama um, can't do it all himself. No. And this guy's and probably cheaper. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but his profile has been rising because yes. he's been profiled and interviewed in, was it so uh, Son Goku Densetsu? Right. With the Dragon Ball paperback anime guide that was released a couple of years ago. And we have the cover art of that on the site, of course. So, what I want to talk about actually brings us back to around 1990. So this is, wow, 15, 16 years ago. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I was five. All right. Um, oh, dear. Nakatsuru was doing character designs for the show, and what was coming up was the first TV special, the Bardock special. <laughs> and he did some character designs for this, and blah, 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 blah. We had a TV special. But in this Son Goku Densetsu book, we kind of got a little backstory on what happened with these character designs. So, Julian, you translated this for me. So why don't yes. you give a little history on what's being said here? Well, first, we should say that in Daisenshu 6, there was a little gallery of movie and TV special designs that were done by Akira Toriyama. Right. And, well, Bardock is one who appeared there in illustrated form. However, Bardock's history actually goes further back than that. It turns out that Bardock was a collaboration of sorts between Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru and Akira Toriyama. <clears throat> so basically what Son Goku Densetsu, the book we mentioned before, says about this is that in the midst of editing the book, they found the rough design that Nakatsuru had drawn at the time of the creation of the TV special, and it was the first time that any of these images had been published. And basically, it was drawn on the concept that Bardock has the same face as Son Goku, which is mentioned way back at the beginning of DBZ, right. when Raditz appears and says, 
you look just like your father. Actually, I forget exactly what he says, but yeah, something cool. like that. And so this basically showcases initial pencil sketch designs of Bardock and his team around summer 1990 or so. Now, Bardock looks pretty close to his final design. His hair's different. It does. His hair and, seems to go up a little more in the air. Yeah, as and that got... to more like Goku's. Uh, but his team looks very different. Oh, yeah. So there's this, this five Saiyajin group, including Bardock. So there's Toma... Jaga, Bardock again, of course, Pumpkin, and Corn. Now, these look pretty different from their anime counterparts. Toma is a little bit similar, not a whole lot. Uh, Jaga is what would turn into Toteppo, and they're actually both puns on potato, because Jagaimo is potato in Japanese. Poteto is potato also, so either one is acceptable. Again, Pumpkin is sort of like Pumbukin, but not very. They, in addition to changing his character design, they also lengthened the U vowel in his name, so it's more pronounced, but the pun is pumpkin. And then Korn, the female member of the group, got changed completely, and her name was changed completely, to Seripa which is a pun on parsley. And so basically they just have this sort of height comparison going on. And so Toriyama redesigned and renamed the characters. Right, he came to and these basically, and he said, well, I like these, but let me change a few things. Yes, and so he went and he gave them what went on to be their final names and their final character designs. Right. He wrote, in addition to his revised character designs based on Nakatsura's designs, my personal thought is that Saijin hair is black. But I also plan for them to have distinguishing features, so I change them like this, pointing to the drawing. Well, not really pointing to the drawing, but obviously referencing right. the drawing. But since it seems you want the colors to be a little more varied in the hair, I won't mind, even if it isn't black. Oh, by the way, I've gone and changed the names around as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah. I like his final designs. They seem much more, well, obviously his style, but I don't know. I'm also partial because, you know, I like the Bardock TV special. So. And so this is sort of a, it's like a collaboration, basically, between Nakatsuru and Toriyama. Right. Because even though Toriyama changed a lot, he didn't change it as much as he could have and frankly they still bear especially Bardock is except for his hair is pretty much exactly the way Nakatsuru drew him originally yeah just a little more and, refined and the other ones still bear some resemblance to their original designs although they look cooler as much as they can be <laughs> they're not I mean they're they're kind of expendable in the scheme of things yeah. so. alright so we have all these designs going on we got the collaboration this ultimately leads up to the TV special itself and this aired on October 17th in 19. 19- And this is where it gets interesting, because while Toriyama had a little bit to do with the character designs, I get the impression he, you know, wasn't hardcore into the whole story of it. But then he watched it when it aired on TV, and he had something really interesting to say about it. There's an interview with Toriyama in one of the Daizenshu, I don't quite remember which one. It was reprinted in An America way back when, volume 6, number 3. I couldn't tell you what year this was, but it's old. It's probably around 96 or so. Yeah. And what this says is, quote, On the other hand, when Toriyama is asked to pick out his favorite original story for the Dragon Ball animation, such as movies, etc., he passes over the lighter tales and selects the story with Goku's father, Bardock. He says, It's a pretty dramatic story that I'd never draw myself. I got to see a different kind of Dragon Ball in a good way. So Toriyama loved it. Yes. That's awesome. And... He showed his love. He did. By incorporating Bardock into the manga. Yeah. In so, chapter 307. Okay, go on. Oh, I was saying? just going to say, what wasn't canon became canon. That's Indeed. That's one of the greatest things. So chapter 307, when Goku first confronts Frieza. Frieza 
well, has this little flashback. Unbeknownst to Son Goku, uh, his father Bardock challenged Frieza and died something or other like that. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, so I don't really remember exactly <laughs> how the line went. But uh, basically, Frieza goes off on how he looks exactly like this one who fought against me to the very end. Basically. Right, and there's two panels. Um, there's one of the scene of Bardock kind of staring at him up in space, and then the other <laughs> panel is him kind of disintegrating dying. in the death wall. <laughs> but that's... You know, that's pretty good for a filler character who became Yeah, canon. I'd say. And then we kind of have to take it back to the TV series, which is based on the manga. So when they get to this point in the manga to animate in the TV series, what are they going to do? And what they ended up doing was just where the flashback is in the manga, they kind of took some scenes from the TV special itself and incorporated that as the flashback. Nice. So they're they're referencing something that's referencing something. And it's cheaper. Yes. It is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Stock and, footage. Woo. Yeah. This is just a really cool scenario for the Dragon World where, like Mary said, something that was not canon became canon because the author loved it so much. So, so it yeah. just uh, cool. shows to Goya that even if it's filler, even even the original creator can learn to love it. Yeah, you're allowed to like things that are filler. And I think Bardock's love in fandom has shined through a little bit, especially in recent years, when he's popping up in all sorts of video games. That uh, was he in Budokai 3, or... Yeah, he was, was in he... Budokai 3, he was also in Sparking, and he's in Buku Resen, and I think he was in at least one other game, I don't remember which, but... Well, at the very least, he's a pretty good character to be able to use because he's based on Goku's character model. Yeah, it's I pretty, mean, he's, pretty easy. To yeah, so, in he's, there. so he's easy to make. Yeah, his, only his uniform is different than that. He's got the scouter. But that's that's the main thing. I mean, other than that, he's pretty much identical. And you can just put the scar on as part of the painting phase or whatever you call it. The character skin? Yeah. Skin. Yeah, you're not a gamer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Not really. So there's our little history of Bardock. I've actually had a tidbit for the site that's pretty much done, but I haven't added in um, Nakatsuru's original character design. So my goal for this podcast was to get this information out there, which in turn would force myself to finish that page. Yes, you do have the scan. I've said it to you like three times now. Not only do I have the scan, but I own the book as well. Yeah, no That's excuses good. now. <laughs> no, I have no excuses. So I know I'm not going to have the page finished by the time this podcast gets out, but hopefully within the next week or so, you know, you got your little history here, and then you can check out the site and see these character designs for yourself along with the translations. Ooh, integration of multimedia. Yes. Like I said, Woo-hoo. I want the podcast to be an extension of the site rather than its own separate entity. Kind of smushing them together here. It's all my... And forcing ourselves to work on the site. Yes, that as well. Because if I don't work on the site, I'm playing video games. And they tend to be Dragon Ball related. So I might as well work on the site. (laughs) There you go. So there's Bardock. Why don't we check out the releases coming out in February? Coming out in February. Well, technically, we're already into February, and we missed a couple things. So we're going to backtrack to February 1st. On the first of the month, Dragon Ball Z DVDs Volumes 10, 11, and 12 came out in Japan. These are the individual releases based off of the Dragon Box from Toei and Pony Canyon. This release includes, well, each release actually includes six episodes. So, Volume 10 is Episodes 55 through 60, Volume 11 is Episodes 61 through 66, and Volume 12 is Episodes 67 through 72. 
This takes Toei's release past the so-called Ultimate Uncut Edition Funimation, and is also, you know, higher bitrate and everything. Of course, it's not subtitled Righto. and anything. And they're kind of expensive because they're Japanese DVDs where they charge an arm and a leg and you're <laughs> unborn child. But, you know, for, for that, maybe it's worth the price. I guess it's up to you. When you compare the episode count on one of these to the episode count on the Funimation disc and the price of them, it's really not that much different. Fair enough. Um, if you're actually interested in picking these up, I'm going to do some free advertising and recommend Amazon Japan because they got them 20% off right now. Cool. Yeah. On February 3rd, which was, what, as of this recording yesterday? Yes, Julian's yesterday. Julian's favorite, Animanga Volume 5 came out. Yeah, well, about that. This is <laughs> Volume 5 of the Saiyajin arc of the manga based on the anime based on the manga. Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is so redundantly redundant and pointless. <laughs> You're being redundantly redundant on yourself saying redundantly redundant. It's kind of funny. I know. I like it. <laughs> Continue. So, I don't know. I'm, I really have no interest in getting this. Um, if you want it, it's 710 yen. It's kind of Which cheap. is more expensive than the original manga, although a little less expensive than the Kanzen Bond with the nifty color pages. But anyway. If you want it, grab it. It's cheap enough. Yeah, it's color pages. I mean... Yay. For what it's worth. Speaking but, yeah. of manga, we're going to come back to the U.S. on February 7th from Viz is Dragon Ball Z graphic novel number 24, which corresponds to Tankoban number 40 in Japan. So it's the, not the last, not the next last, but the one before that. Wow, they're chugging along there. They are. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. seven ninety five, and it's got Gotenks, and it's got this guy named Hercule. I'm not too sure who that is. No, me neither. Must have missed some like major events in Dragon Ball. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So I, I thank Viz for their enlightenment on this subject. Moving on. <laughs> February twenty second. Insert scathing is... sarcasm here. <laughs> and February twenty second is the release of the CDs that we mentioned before. This is the Dragon Ball Z Best Song Collection, which is a how many CD set? Two CDs, something like that. The Best Song Collection is a two CD set, and it retails for three thousand yen. Ah, yes. And the coming out the same day is the Dragon Ball. Well, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. We're not quite sure. Complete background music. Collection, which is a three CD set and retailing for 4,500 yen. I got mine on pre order. I can't wait to get them. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually thinking about picking up the BGM collection. I already have all the themes because I picked up the complete song collections. For well, you never got so... volume two of the complete song collection, right? Yes, I did, actually. Oh, did you? I have all of them. Oh, yeah. awesome. I've had all of them. I totally forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> Since last year. Because <laughs> when you brought them to Anime Next that one year, you only had three of them. Yeah, well, the fourth one wasn't out yet. No, you had the fourth one. You didn't have the second oh, did one I? yet. Yes. Oh, uh, well. I guarantee you. Sure? Well, it must have been because I skipped that one because I, I know was your either not around or I didn't do. have it. Right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the two sets come out on February 22nd, and that takes us to the end of February. There's a lot more stuff coming out in March, so we're not there yet, but nope. there'll be cool stuff then. So we will keep you updated on what comes out through the rest of February, and maybe one or two more things will pop up, though I doubt it with all the delays coming out. Yep. And that's it for releases. Now it's time to hit up our favorite segment of the show emails Yay! 
We only got one or two audio emails this week, so I'm going to hold off on those until at least next week because we got a backlog of text emails that I want to get to. Yay! Yay! I like these too. Now, <laughs> I really, really hate to do something like this. No, you don't. No, I, I, I don't. You <laughs> love it. You live every second of it. <clears throat> However, on our message board, when you sign up for it, there are some pretty interesting rules where we say, you know, you have to type properly because otherwise we can't understand you. And it's good yes. life skills. It is good life oh. skills. If you want a job, you must learn how to write properly. Mike, 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 can I read it? Can I read it? No, I get to do oh, this. Oh, man, we got people Aww. fighting over this. <laughs> now, I'm not going to say who this is from because I don't want to actually embarrass them on the podcast. But I think this is going to... You're going to embarrass them anyway. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really good way for people to actually understand when you type like this, this is how I read it in my head. And it's not just me. I know when you guys read these kind of emails, what we picture is like these little kids with their hands over their ears going, this is my question. So let me read this as I would read it as I received it. To answer your question, well, wouldn't class it as a question, but the Trunks music, I agree. I absolutely love it, especially he carrying no willpower. I just love that song so much I listen to it all day. Even though Vegeta is my favorite character, I still prefer Trunks' music, especially in the funny dubs. Bruce's Trunks' music, I just thought it was some kind of most badass music in all of DBZ GT. <laughs> that was fabulous. Yes. So You make me laugh spontaneously. <laughs> so, my friends, capitalization is your friend, punctuation is your friend, and I would like to be your friend. <laughs> so, if you would like me to be your friend, please use these fantastic elements of the, you know, language. Yes. I mean, if English is not your native language, you... We'll, we'll forgive you for some minor faults, but no, you see, you know, it's, it's, it's really that. not the problem. I don't buy that because especially in other languages that are based off of, you know, the same like Latin structure and all that, they still well, use capitalization. German. They still use punctuation. There's no excuse. But we will forgive minor transgressions if it's oh, not absolutely. your native language, but native speakers of English have no excuse. <laughs> I love how it's all the Europeans that speak other languages that type English better than, you know, Americans. Americans. Our education system <laughs> is failing. We have failed the world. All right, let's get into real emails for the week. We have this really long one from Megan Kinoko, who is from New Jersey. Woot! Hillsboro. I'm really debating, like, setting up yes. some kind of New Jersey get-together, because we have at least <laughs> 20 billion people in the area that are like, hey, I live in New Jersey, and I've been going to your site for eight years. New Jersey con! Yes. That's more than the population of China 20 times <laughs> over. <laughs> but anyway, uh, aside from Mike's don't, counting don't, skills. Don't you mock my <laughs> failed education? Um, Kinoko means mushroom? I don't know. Anyway. Megan Mushroom. It's a long email, so we're going to kind of paraphrase it and hopefully reply to it, but I'm really bad about this. Megan just wants to say that she's from Hillsboro, New Jersey. Yay! And has been a fan for around seven and a half years. Like many people, was introduced to it through the dub. That's okay. We were too. You don't have to apologize for it. And though she's now a fan of the original Japanese version. So, you know, go you. Um, just wanted to say that she's been a fan of sites for a long time and has Love visiting our sites and loved hearing Castor on the show a couple weeks ago because, you know, we're all old school, second gen, and it was kind of nice to hear from everyone. Um, the big thing she wanted to say was that she loves Tenshin Han, and to hear us talk about Tenshin Han and his great attacks made her squeal with fangirl glee. So, yay! I squeal with fangirl. Ah, that's a tongue twister! Squeal with fangirl glee all the time. Me too. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! All right. 
<laughs> and now that they're making her out to be this like eight-year-old girl that loves her face, <laughs> which isn't true. <laughs> um, we're gonna say thank you, Megan, and um, keep visiting, keep listening, and um, yes. yeah, we can totally hang out at a convention like Anime Next, yes, in New Jersey. Which we go and to. We'll, and we'll dodge your question. Yes. <laughs> Staffing plug. All right. But we'll, we'll talk about Tenshin at some point, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, keep... he's kind of a neglected character, but he's cool. Our next email comes from Scott. And Scott wants to know what to call me. Um, I can think of some things, but they're pretty rude. Um, yeah. Well, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, do not call me Mikey. Aw. I very rarely let Mary call me that. I'm not going to let Julian call me that. Well, you know, if we're alone and Mary's not around, and Julian's wearing a dress, and as he looks at you, hey, 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 hey. no, that's Mike. That's Mike. Yeah, right. Uh, you can call me Mike. You can call me Ex. Um, I don't really care as you long as you can be my bodyguard. Just I can be your long lost oh. pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you oh, can call oh. me. Right, before Julian continues <laughs> with his Paul Simon, uh, Scott also <laughs> wants to know regarding Trunks themes and other Dragon Ball music. Have you got any idea where to buy them in the UK? UK doesn't get a lot of releases in this stuff, so I'm going to suggest good old Amazon. Uh, I know Amazon US actually has some import CDs in stock, and there's also Amazon Japan, and they all ship internationally, and they got some pretty good prices. So I'm going to say Amazon. There's also CD Japan. I don't know what their shipping deals are, but they ship to the US, so I don't see why they wouldn't ship to the UK. So there's two places to start off from. And usually when we post about new CDs, We'll include links to at least CD Japan, sometimes Amazon as well. So if you want to dig around on our site, you'll find some links to purchase stuff. All right. And this one comes from Anne, with an E on the end. In Nekomajin Z, the main character is a Nekomajin, um, called Z. I just wanted to know, what does Neko mean? Well, to answer your question, Anne, Neko means cat. And that's pretty much all there is to it. <laughs> but she does have another part of the question, so. Yeah. Also, what do you think of the chances of Viz translating Nekomajin? See, after they're done with the DBZ manga. Well, they have the option on it. It's Dragon Ball and it's Shonen Jump, so it's probably going to go to Viz. Whether or not they do it is a whole different question. Yeah, I'd like to think that they would, if only because that would be kind of cool. I mean, there's not too much to screw up there, so it should be pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, you are optimistic, my son. I can oh, see dear. that being something that they would put in the uh, Shonen Jump format before they put it in a Tenkoban form. No! Because it's so short. I mean, they can... And God, Lord knows they keep taking titles out of it. <laughs> so they need something oh, to fill up space. What are the chances? Chances are good. Do we know what we're talking about? Occasionally. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Alright, Mary, anyway. why don't you go for the next thing? Sure, the next one comes from Shadow Silenter. And he asks, how much more of an appreciation do we have for Dragon Ball since it played an element in introducing Mike and I together? Uh, oh, I thought this was about Julian and I. Oh, well, it could be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just being selfish. It uh, could be about uh, you and Julian. <laughs> um, let's not go there, shall we? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. 
I was saying to Nerd before we recorded that I never actually put Dragon Ball up on this like pedestal of glory for bringing us two together. And then Mary's response was, I said, I am more appreciative of the fact that Mike's dad's job bought him to New Jersey than I am for uh, Dragon Ball. Because even with the whole Dragon Ball being a common interest of ours, it doesn't change the fact that for years online, I didn't like Mike. So the whole Dragon Ball thing didn't help. What helped was actually (laughs) meeting him in person. And seeing what a great guy I am. I was like, oh, you're adorable. <laughs> and then there's Julian oh, and I, in which case I do have a great love for Dragon Ball because I have a great uh, – um, <laughs> what was the rest of his email? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Dragon Ball is going to be your best man. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Next part of the question is, how do we feel about Funimation's upcoming uh, Movie 12 release and will we be getting the DVD? And I would say most definitely, yes, we own all the other uh, movies. There's no I reason think. for me to not purchase this one. Especially well, if it know. has Japanese, uh, the Japanese version on it. Never mind the box set that Mike's getting in another oh, month. Oh, crap, yeah, we're getting that too. I'm getting movie 12 twice. Getting that too. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting all the movies twice <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, well. Well, the Funimation version has Steve subtitles on it. Yay. And I think that's really the big question. Yeah, of course I'm going to get it for Steve's subtitles because I'm not quite at Julian's level where I can watch stuff and have a great understanding of it. Though I watched my well, sub of Movie 12 enough that I probably remember each and every bit of dialogue throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and even I have my lapses. I mean, if we want to go off topic, we could get into that Sayuki J-drama that's... Well, J-drama. It's just a drama uh, that's on Fuji TV on Monday nights here and you know they use a lot of what i like to call vocabulary and that's pretty much (laughs) like lots of words that i don't understand because i'm not quite at that level yet and you know what they're also doing a lot of puns plays on words so you're probably missing god (laughs) makes me hear all right to get back to the email the other question was whether or not movie 12 is in stereo now julian you actually own movie 12 vhs because we had it in our possession for over a year, yes. so we <laughs> yes. know that he has this. And on the back of it, it does say mono. It's hi-fi, of yeah. course, but it is mono. I, I know there's at least one of the movies that was released in stereo, the DBZ movies. Yeah. Whether movie 13 was true stereo or not, I don't know. I'm probably going to continue eating my words, but there we go. There's one more question yes. of this email, and that is, what is our favorite opening animation piece from the DBZ PS2 games released so far? Budokai, Budokai 2, Budokai 3, Sagas or sparking? My two. answer, yes, absolutely. Yeah, two. It's karaoke hour on the podcast. Starring Julian. They've heard the song before. But not Julian style. Not Julian style. I have. Not just because the song's awesome, but I think that animation was a little more... I don't know what the word I want to use is. There's a couple points in the Budokai 3 animation where it just kind of stops for a second. I'm thinking of the um, when it's Goku and Vegeta, and Vegeta's holding his knee or something. There's a couple of moments there where it just kind of pauses on him for a second, and the Budokai 2 opening wouldn't allow that. It just keeps going and going, and it's fluid, and it's smooth, and yeah. It has a nostalgic feeling to it. Everyone's all happy yes. and looking for Dragon Balls. It's very cute. Oh, but it's, but it's state-of-the-art animation. Oh yes. Oh yeah. And not not in the weird computer generated sense of the 
sparking. I was going to say, that one's my least favorite one. Oh, absolutely. sparking. Yeah. Everyone looks so very yes. um, flaming. Well, DBZ Sagas has really weird looking animation. It's, yes. It's conventional, but it's like, who drew this? Is he anorexic Vegeta? <laughs> yes. Not to oh, poke dear. fun at the whole thing, but like, what show are they watching? Yeah, jeez. The kind where Vegeta doesn't eat his beans. <laughs> all right, I think that answers all of those questions. So let's go into the next one. This one comes from Stupidname Pidname. I couldn't tell you. Uh, question is about the Super Kamehameha. When it's first used in the 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai, it gets a cool new name and a big fuss surrounds it. However, the term Super Kamehameha is never used again. Are we to assume that every single Kamehameha fired from that point on is super? Or is it only super if the key aura surrounds the user's whole body? Um, I'm going to reference a video game right now, and that video game is Final Bout. I'm very sorry for bringing this up. <laughs> In Final Bout, there are two levels of super attacks for each character, and generally, <laughs> Goku has Kamehameha for both levels. The regular Kamehameha does not have this kind of glowing aura surrounding it. However, the one above that, the Cho Kamehameha, does have those like beams of light that surround you when you do it. This is Final Bout. So, what do you guys think about the series in general? Are they all just this new Super Kamehameha from here on out? Or is it only the ones that have that cool ray of light thing going on? You know, that's a very good question. I mean, for some other characters who have similar things going on, Yamcha used his uh, Roga Fufu Ken in the 22nd Budokai. Right. Mark II or something like that. He never uses it again after that point, so it's no point. And Tenshinhan has his Shin Kikoho against Which looks Cell. exactly the same as the regular Kikoho. So maybe that's the same idea. You know, it's, it's an improvement. And after that, you don't need to say that it's an improvement every single time. Because that would waste time. Because they can't hit each other when they're standing saying things. Yes. Never mind that they declare their attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Stand still! I'm going to hit you with this one! Of course, the, the major guilty party in anime and elsewhere tends to be the Sentai shows, as well <laughs> as not only the Sentai, but also the like the Magical Girl shows. Well, you know because what? Because both of them, they like have these elaborate, sort of different flowery poses, and they're calling out the name. A smart villain would kick them while they're doing that well, let's reference get them something while they're that down. actually fixed that in Dragon Ball when Raccoon was doing his stupid pose down Goku was like screw this I'm gonna elbow you in the stomach exactly that was the one time anyone ever did anything smart in that show I wish they did yeah. it again I know and I mean at least at least during DBZ they're saying the attack conceivably while they're charging it up and they can't fire it yet anyway right all right, we got one last email that we're going to get to, and it's a video game question, and I can't wait to answer this one. How do you pronounce this name? Uh, I need to look at the thing. Drinyu? 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 I'm going to call it J-Guy. J-Guy. <laughs> or J-Gal. I have no idea. I don't remember. Ever since it was released a few months ago, there have been a lot of negative things said about the game Dragon Ball Z Sagas. I just oh, yeah. tried it for myself, and I didn't think it was so bad. Can you share some insight on what people hated about this game so much, beside the fact that it was incredibly easy? What, aside from the really weird-looking opening animation? Yeah. <laughs> animation aside, but hey, at least that was animated in Japan for the game. So, you know, there's a plus one going on right there. However, everything else about this game, ugh. I'm going to take you back to 1997 for a little bit. Are we going back to Final Bout again? We are going back to Final Bout again. <laughs> Twice in one podcast, oh, and within five minutes. In 1997, here in the U.S., we had, at that point, a single Dragon Ball game. 
And this was Dragon Power on the NES back in 1985. And they changed... That wasn't even released as a Dragon Ball game. No, they changed so much about it, it wasn't even a Dragon Ball game. So we're going to say, in 1997, we had no Dragon Ball games in the U.S. When Final Bout came out, and we got to play as Goku, even Super Saiyan 4 Goku, which was bizarre, we had a Dragon Ball game. And we said, this is awesome, we can play as our characters. When Sagas came out, we had a plethora of Dragon Ball games in the U.S., some of them good, some of them better than good. It got to the point where there was no excuse for a shoddy Dragon Ball game anymore. My response would be like, we don't have to take this. This is a bad game. I have this funny as shit movie clip I took of the game while I was playing. I was playing the game, I was on Namek, I was as Vegeta, and I was just running around fighting things. To show you how bad this game is, I'm going to post this clip up again. And in case you can't download it, and since you're playing this podcast, you can download at least a 20 meg file. I don't know why you can't download a 1 meg file. But anyways, it's a clip of Vegeta with a character hovering in the air above him. And he just stands there, and the character's circling above him, and he just keeps turning his head around looking at the character up in the air above him. Over. (laughs) And over. And over. And over. And over. Continue onwards. So... I mean, yeah. this game was not programmed well to begin with. Yes. Right, it's shoddy think, programming. Yeah, I think you also, either you or Caster or someone took a video explaining the hit detection. How oh my god. It was Trunks walking in the rain and the rain was like going through him or something like that. Yeah, the hit detection is terrible in this game. It's slow, it moves clunky. I mean, come, we don't have to take these kind of games anymore. And it really zooms out really, really far away when you're in the middle of a big fight. You can't see crap. It yeah. really sucks. It's just a very rushed product. I don't know. After playing Budokai 3, which is, I don't want to say phenomenal, but pretty damn close to it, playing Sagas, I'm like, what is this? What did I just spend $50 on? And to this day, I have not completed the game. And it's rare for us to not actually go through and, you know, finish the Dragon Ball game, but I don't even want to touch Sagas again. It was awful. You can't even sell it now because no one wants it. And it, it's twenty bucks. <laughs> it's twenty bucks new now. So who am I going to sell a used sagas to? Um, you can sign it and gullible. be like, "It's signed by Vegeta EX. I you can't wait to have it so much. You can have it. S- sell it on eBay under a pseudonym. You'll find some idiot who wants to buy it. They get people to buy fake AF games that don't even oh, exist. God, I know. <laughs> all right. So those are all of our emails for the week. We had quite a few. I hope we got to as many as we could. Next week, um. What do you think, Julian? Well, I'll probably be around. I'm planning on going to Tokyo some weekend, but that probably won't be until the end of March. All so, right. well, this, Or at least the end of February. This so. coming week, I'm going to try and be more on the ball and have our outline done before Friday night at night when I'm pulling everything together last second. Well, don't worry. I'm still awake. All right. I had everything written out and all done this week. It just wasn't on the computer where we needed it. Um, yeah. We haven't chosen the topic for next week yet. Uh, I'd like to get back to puns at some point while we can still get you. We have the Dragon Ball movies and TV special puns to go over, even though we talked a little bit about Bardock today. There's a bunch of other stuff. And I've got a whole, whole list of topics we can do. I mean, we're not running out of stuff anytime soon. Oh, no. (laughs) There's an advantage to having a hugely long series at your disposal that's over 10 years in the making. And having a revival in Japan, that helps too. Oh, yes. Well, I don't think it ever really went away, but it's become more popular again. They realize that they're merchandise whores again. Yeah. They realize that the Japanese public will buy anything that is thrown at them. Even the same Pretty figure much, with seems. different colored hair. Even any manga. 
<laughs> yes, that is the most logic-defying thing that I have ever seen. Why would you want to buy something that's based on something that's derived from the original work? All right, now that God. we've embarrassed all of Europe, all of America, and all of Japan, I think we should quit while we're a little bit ahead here. There's no one left right. to insult. No, there's a couple other comments right. that I could get to, but um, I don't know. I'm in really good mood to offend Antarctica. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> Who needs them? Damn anyway. penguins. Okay. <laughs> I hate penguins. All right. That was our episode for the week. If you check back relatively soon, hopefully I will have all of the great Bardock character designs up for everyone to check out. And uh, Spinning Vegeta clip, too. And Spinning Vegeta clip, yes. I will post these. Uh, I will at least post the Vegeta clip yes. up on the podcast page. And for the Bardock stuff, you'll see the update on the main page. Yeah. And it'll be over in the tidbit section. That was episode 12 of Daizenshu EX the podcast. I would like to thank Julian for not only sticking around to record with us, but actually letting me put it off a couple hours to record. Well, you little I ought to miss You're welcome. Mary, thank you once again for joining us. You're welcome. You are found at templeochunks.com. Yay. Julian and I can be found at www.daizex.com. That's DiesEx.com. That is us. You can find our podcasts, our chat, our forum, our other sections. And Mike cosplaying as Oni section. Nude pictures of Julian. Whoa, whoa, wait. What? what? They don't have those in Japan anymore. They got those illegal files. That's not a word. Oh man, you need to come back to the US. Alright. Let us end this episode for the week. Thank you everyone for checking us out. We will see you next week. Alright. Jikai Mare. Otanishimini. Bye.